Siblings bicker. It's what they do. They tease, taunt, and fight. It can drive parents crazy and wear us down, making our homes chaotic and at times unlivable. Seemingly harmless at the beginning, sibling bickering can lead to physical violence and hurtful words that can have a lasting impact. On today's podcast, learn six ways you can stop sibling bickering and rivalry. An article written by Debbie Pincus, author of the Calm Parent AM and PM. You're listening to the Empowering Parents podcast. Empowering Parents is a community dedicated to child behavior help and problem-solving techniques for parents. Hi, everyone. This is your host, Anna, for EmpoweringParents.com. Siblings go at each other for many reasons, everything from boredom to jealousy to habit to basic personality and temperament differences. But one main reason is because it's tolerated. Parents are told to let their children fight their own battles. In truth, jumping in prematurely can create more difficulty. Parents try to be the judge, attempting to figure out who started it, which is impossible, and then they wind up taking sides. But parents are also told not to ignore sibling conflict. Kids need their parents' help and guidance. They're still figuring out how to work things through with their siblings. They want to hang out together, but don't always know how to resolve conflicts. And they're still learning, and sometimes testing, what parents will put up with, what's acceptable, what is not, and how far they dare to go. So parents are told to stay out, and parents are told to step in. No wonder why we're confused when it comes to handling sibling struggles. Let's take a look at six ways for parents to address sibling bickering. These techniques can teach kids important skills and prevent routine squabbles from turning into bullying and serious rivalry over time. Number one, pay attention to how you tend to react when your kids are squabbling. Are you an overreactor or an underreactor? If you're anything like Debbie Pincus, you tend to lean toward overreacting when you hear your kids struggling with each other. Debbie admits to moving in quickly to try and fix things with her kids and stop them from fighting. Their fighting stirs up her own stress as a mother, so she jumps in to intervene. If you tend to overreact, try sitting on your anxiety before jumping in too quickly. Give your kids the space to experience conflict, manage their distress, and solve their own problems. If, instead, you're like Debbie's friend Jan, you tend to do the opposite. You underreact when the kids are going at each other. Jan tends to freeze when the going gets tough. Her own stress causes her to throw up her hands and just give up. If you tend to underreact when stress rises, like Jan does, remind yourself to stay present and accounted for, rather than distancing yourself from the intensity. Maybe instead, you jump back and forth between overreacting and underreacting. Neither reaction is right or wrong, or anything to feel guilty about. What's important is to notice your own patterns. That way, you can modify those automatic behaviors that come out when you're feeling stressed. By not under- or overreacting to your stress when you hear your kids bickering escalate, you'll get a handle on what's actually necessary for you to do, if anything. Number two, give kids some space to work out their own struggles. Now, generally, this is a good rule of thumb. Stay calm and let the kids work through their own differences. If the fighting heats up, unless it's getting particularly vicious, ask them to take it somewhere else so they don't disturb you. Or simply tell them to separate and take a time out until they've cooled down. Number three, set ground rules, including principles regarding how you expect siblings to treat one another. 
For instance, maybe a principle you expect everyone in your house to live by is to treat each other with kindness and respect, no matter how stressful things get. If there's a problem that people are having trouble working out, the ground rule is no fighting. They sit down and they talk it through. Number four, in calm moments, teach your children the conflict resolution method. This model teaches each person to state the conflict, brainstorm all possible resolutions, and then together pick out the one that works best for both people. You can use the problem at the center of a recent squabble as an example to walk through with your kids once things cool down. Number five, examine whether or not it's you who is contributing to your kids' rivalry. As parents, often without being aware of it, we can contribute to our kids' feelings of jealousy. To determine if this is happening, observe your kids' typical dance. Here's an example from Debbie to illustrate. For a long time, I would blame my son Sam for being the instigator of conflict with his brother. When I took a more careful look, I recognized that when stress got high, Sam tended to pursue or go after Josh, and Josh tended to distance or pull away from that pursuit and intensity. The more Josh distanced, the more Sam got in his face, trying to engage him and get his attention. They were involved in a dance that was not helping them solve their conflicts. Josh's distancing style was easier for me to cope with because it was quieter. Sam's pursuing style was louder and included more verbal slings. Because Sam's style of managing stress was more outwardly problematic, I tended to blame him for the bickering without even realizing it. Sam was onto something when he'd tell me I always sided with Josh. Parents can also inadvertently cause rivalry if the parent tends to confide in one child about the other or share personal or family information with one child and not the other. Parents might tell one child, don't tell your sister, because the parent believes she's too sensitive and can't handle it. This creates alliances, insiders and outsiders, false roles and labels. The sibling on the outside senses her position in the family and, in response, will likely react negatively to that sibling. And the last technique you can use to help prevent sibling bickering and rivalry is number six. Embrace each child as a unique individual. When Debbie's kids went through periods of fighting a lot, she learned that it was necessary to look at her and her husband's relationship with each child. As she observed the subtleties of her behavior as a parent, she saw more clearly that she was inadvertently playing a part in how her kids were feeling about each other. If your child says to you, you seem to like Johnny more than me, take a close look at how you're reacting to each child before telling him that his feelings aren't true. For instance, Debbie noticed herself calling her husband with excitement when one of her boys played a good soccer game, but she didn't necessarily do that when the other had an accomplishment. As a parent, Debbie was laying the seeds for her kids to be seen in comparison to each other. Another time, her sister gently pointed out that Debbie seemed to only worry about one son and never the other. Debbie realized she was projecting her needs and fears onto one child, which influenced how she treated both of them. In each case, she wasn't really seeing each child as an individual, with his own unique strengths and weaknesses. Her perspective wasn't objective, and her kids picked up on that. It's important, although sometimes hard, to see your kids' differences without labeling them. For example, calling them the smart one, the pretty one, the helpful one, the messy one, or the one that's like difficult Uncle Paul. It's also hard to deal with denying, minimizing, or blowing out of proportion your kids' differences. 
Often, older kids get locked into being the responsible ones, and the younger ones are locked into being the slackers. This is not realistic, and it can lead to resentment because the kids have less room to be the individuals that they are. By not taking sides or trying to be the judge, by taking a close look at your relationship with each child and your own behavior patterns when you experience stress, and by not tolerating bullying behavior, you will help reduce sibling struggles. You won't completely get rid of sibling bickering, no matter what you do. That's just how it is. But you can make your home a safe place where each child is seen as an equal and appreciated for who he is. You just heard the article "Six Ways to Stop Sibling Bickering and Rivalry" by Debbie Pincus, author of the Calm Parent AM and PM. Now, for a limited time offer from us at Empowering Parents, you can try the Calm Parent free for 30 days. You'll learn exactly how to be calm and stay calm in stressful parenting situations. Visit thecalmparent.com to learn more. Thanks again for listening, everyone. I'm your host Anna, and we'll see you back here next week for another episode of the Empowering Parents podcast. 